everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of The Raiders Rambles. I am Averanova. I'll be hosting the show today as uh, Jolt is not available. And of course, we have our next host, Noble. Yay, it's Saturday. Saturday for you. It's Friday for the rest of the the non-upside-down world. Was that your intro music? Uh, no, uh, that was uh, a message. Never mind that. Anyways, uh, next on the show, we have someone who we have not seen in a long time. And man, I'm so glad you're back. We got Inu! The prodigal son returns. Oh man, great to see you again. <laughs> it's great to be back. Right on, buddy. Alright, so we're going to have a pretty freaking awesome show for you guys tonight. Uh, Noble, you want to get into uh, our first topic? Yep, and I'm just going to share it. Uh, oh. Mm. Alright, so uh, as uh, many of us nerd fans out there have probably heard, Pokemon series is saying goodbye to Ash Ketchum. Pokemon yep. animated series will say goodbye to Ash Ketchum after 25 years uh, with the series focusing on a new protagonist. So. What's interesting is that originally, I believe it was not... Was it ORA? I think it was Diamond and Pearl, or the one prior to that, where originally they were going to uh, kick Ash off the show. And go with a whole new um, theme. But that didn't happen due to the backlash from all the fans. So instead, they just continued on as is. And it looks like now they're trying again, or at least the Pokemon Company International, to get rid of Ash and try to go in a different um, sort of thing. If you ever watch Pokemon Chronicles, uh, it was sort of like an offshoot of the series. And it looks like they're doing that again in 2020. Hmm. Well, let me ask you guys a question. In the original Pokemon, when Ash first, you know, when he first hit the scene and he's like, this is our new character, this is Ash Ketchum. Let's give him 10 years old. After 25, he'd be 35 year old. Yeah, he should be an adult. Uh, he never changed, has he? No, but that's because he wished on the the Ho-Oh that he would live forever as a Pokemon trainer. You guys know that conspiracy <laughs> theory. Come on, we've all heard it. I don't know Pokemon that much, but if they gave him a little facial hair or something and make him look older, maybe a little goatee. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I don't think that they were... I don't think that this was a serialized thing to the point where he would be aging and actually getting towards an end. I think they wanted to continue this forever, and, like, it's always Ash, you know, doing his thing. Like, I don't think he was ever meant to age. You so, know? as a boombox put it, um, they're going to kill off Ash, what the fuck? It's like, yes, they are. They've tried uh, yeah. to do it once. They're finally trying to... They've actually inserted themselves into doing it. I believe when it started was a couple of years ago, uh, when the movies for the actual Pokemon franchise stopped being a part of the actual TV show or the anime and switched off to something else. Hmm. 
it's going to be interesting to see how the momentum goes. Now, you are going to have kids that are going to sit down and watch this. If this is on live television, it's going to be seen. It'll be interesting to see how this moves forward with the whole streaming service. I can imagine people who are really into the actual game and themselves watching it. But other than that, I mean, really? I don't, I don't understand the business decision behind this. What were they think? Did, did they think that they might have ran out of ideas for Ash and they just wanted to start anew and try to like just use the nostalgia of the franchise with their new product? Or like, was this their only option? Like, why would they do this? It's already established. They're probably getting tired of Ash. I mean, Ash originally was like, as, as it says in here, uh, you know, Brock and Misty were sort of like the three gang that ended up going for several seasons. Yeah, yeah, but they got rid of Misty. If I recall, it was so that Ash could have a new love interest, but we all saw how that went. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out. Uh, that was always funny. Oh my goodness! Don't even. Anyway, uh, the Pokemon Company has announced that Ash Ketchum will no longer be part of the Pokemon animated series, starting from the show's next season. In recent episodes, the animated series that aired in Japan, Ash became the strongest Pokemon trainer in the world, leaving little elsewhere for the character to go in his journey to become a Pokemon master. Now, that's taking the original storyline. <coughs> I'm curious if they've actually brought his father in or they've answered who Ash's father is. Because if they leave that as unanswered, it's going to piss off a lot of long-term fans. Oh, yeah. A new trailer released today confirms that soon one final mini-series will air with 11 episodes bringing a close to Ash and Pikachu's storyline. A press release provided by the Pokemon Company has said that episodes will feature a fan favorite and characters including Misty and Brock. And they will be, they'll provide a glimpse into what will happen next for Ash and Pikachu. I'm guessing he's going to be making his own appearances in the show every now and then. And we'll probably see him old with a beard. So, um, you know, Ash with a beard gut. <laughs> That'll be no, funny. Okay. Okay. Actually, that was another avenue that I thought they could go to. What if they made, like, a new anime, right? Where Ash is, like, older. And they make it, like, more of, I don't know, like a, a teen-based or, I don't know, like, adult-based kind of anime, right? So Ash is, like, an adult and doing his crazy thing. And it's more of, like, I don't know. You know, uh, I, can see that. I can see that because, okay, like I just said, if Ash was 10 years old and now he'd be 35 because 25 years, well, everyone else that watched him when he was 10 years old was also 10 years old, and now we're all 35 years old. Yeah, yo, I'd love to see a show about, like, what he's doing now. Like, he's a Pokemon master, right? Like, he probably he's probably been all kinds of crazy adventures man i don't know like what is ash doing right now at our age that'd be kind of cool to see yeah you know sort of sort of like uh like the karate kid from the 1980s and now we're we're watching cobra kai yeah right it's like okay so, we know them all from the karate kid we know because uh uh, LaRusso was the kid and the other one was the bully. Well, now we're seeing because they're all grown up. This guy owns a car dealership. That guy is a bum. Okay, wow. That's that's really cool. We can I, we can see the same thing for Ash Ketchum. 
I don't read the manga much. I mean, I used to read it when I was a kid, but I haven't read it for a very long time. From what I understand, initially there was a manga with Ash in it. And then what started happening is that each time there was a new generation, the characters from the game were given their own cartoon or their own little manga to, so you can read. I'm assuming that's what they're doing with this. And Boombox, that's a good one. <laughs> Ash joins Team Rocket. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, stop it. Wait, what? That'd be bonkers, man. Yeah, Ash is like, ah, whatever. And just actually does that. One thing, things for sure, although they won't be focused on the next major series of the animated series. Instead, the series will introduce two new protagonists, Lilo, Le is that Loki or Roy? Who will seemingly have a SpaghettiO and Faroko. I can't even pronounce those. Uh, no, they're called uh, Rico and Roy. Yeah, so Rico's the girl and Roy is uh, the guy. I know. So these, these are like the new protagonists. <laughs> so they're not going with someone from the actual um, game series then? That seems like these are just two totally new characters I've never heard of. So Liko and Roy. The manga, but... Their journey <laughs> through the Paldia region. Ah. I'm okay with this. I mean, I don't follow Pokemon too much. I'm okay with it, but I'm not thrilled with it. I'm kind of surprised they didn't actually keep running with a series with Ash in it and just start spinning off other shows because, I mean, have you seen what they've been doing with the Pokemon games? Yeah, yeah. That's actually a very good point, Noble. Um, they they could have just continued with the show, but also, yeah, the spinoffs too, like at the same time, would have been a... Uh, yeah. That, that could have worked. They could have like tripled or quadrupled the amount of animators they have on staff or OLM, if that's the company that still makes it. You know what I wonder, and though? Produced, like uh, two or three other cartoons or animes to just, you know, keep the momentum going. Yeah, I wonder it if, if been they funny. could have done that. Yeah, it would have been. Ash Ketchum and his trusty partner, Pikachu, uh, Pokemon Pikachu, have been a magistry of the animated series since it first premiered in, in Japan in 1997. Oh, I remember the... Does anyone remember that episode where Pikachu ended up sending a bunch of kids to hospital? Seizures? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. <laughs> Classic. And that... Killed the sh that actually killed the anime at the time. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty bonkers. The two of them have traveled to over eight different regions in the Pokemon world, defeated dozens of gym leaders, and completed countless competitions and tournaments. <laughs> defeated dozens of gym leaders. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, Ash has even gotten sympathy from the gym leader, uh, shown him enough that he can actually, you know, he should be given the badge or done something to receive it. I mean, yeah, fine. Occasionally he's won a battles and stuff, but I mean, the best episode, the best series they had was Black and White. 
unfortunately they uh got really uh what was it if i recall they got a lot of flack for making a serious show and then the show the series just sort of went downhill from then but yeah uh, uh do you want to catch the next couple of uh, paragraphs of era um yeah where are we at uh just the top of the page here where it says the new series Ah, yeah. So uh, the new series will focus on Liko and Roy as a journey through the Pelda region, uh, which is the region introduced in the recent Pokemon games Scarlet and Violet, you know, which just came out recently. Uh, it's unknown if these new protagonists will stick around uh, beyond the next season or if future seasons and regions in the show will feature the new lead characters too. So, yeah, uh, this is uh, basically how they're um, they're going to be. Replacing Ash as these uh, Liko and Roy, so that the Pokemon franchise has had a bit of a rocky time lately, with the latest games being the lowest rated ever. Oof. Okay, okay. Well, hold on a second. That yeah, that does make sense. It says while the games uh, still hold a fairly respectable score, seventy-two out of a hundred, on score aggregator website uh, Metacritic, that does make them the worst-reviewed games in the series history. And and here's the thing, guys. Um, before I, like I read the rest of this, I think I I get why they're saying this. Maybe the reason that they were bored with Ash or whatever it was because Pokemon was kind of getting old. You know, it's it's been a long time, and people are just getting bored with it. I think this was kind of a radical change that I think as a business decision they probably had to do that in order to like. I don't know, revitalize the franchise, maybe try to make some more money because their ratings were going down. Because uh, this is crazy, the, the fact that it was, like, really that low. I mean, like, Pokemon is still really big, like, it's very recognized, but I guess it's just not as not as popular as it used to be. Um, part of that is because the new Pokemon games um, arrived, buggy and broken. Uh, when they were released last month, players complained about a huge amount of bugs, performance issues, and broken features. Uh, have you guys so ever played the game and noticed it? I don't know. It seems that they've had a lot of backlash from this too, to the point where in the past they've been, oh, we're not going to change this. Then they've made changes, especially with Sword and Shield. And now it's, oh, you know, all these problems, we are going to fix them. The gameplay itself, I've only played like the first half hour just to get to a save point. So I'm able to get the prizes and the like handouts that they give up until you can use, uh, it's not Pokemon Bank, is it? It's Pokemon Central or something. So I can transfer the ones in that I want to be able to play with. I mean, there's just no point in me playing through the game if I can't get the Pokemon that I want. And that's only if they're available in the game. So it's... Uh, yeah, good point. Pokemon's the when they've made the games, they've always done it in a certain style. So they've had certain features in one series of games. But the problem is they've continued with that thinking that oh, we can cut back, but unfortunately, it's just sort of made things really bad for them. And I'm seriously wondering what exactly is the reason why they were so careless with the series. I mean, the, the latest game they released. It, and this thing with the series, it makes you wonder if streaming's just thrown everything up sideways 
Bats and all over the place. Hmm. Well, as far as the series, as far as the series goes, and like I said, I I don't watch it. Um, but I do watch other series that had their their characters replaced with other characters of the same exact name and trying to be the same exact story. At least they're replacing them with original characters. In my opinion, that's a. I'm not. I'm not angry about them replacing the original character with, um, with someone different. You know, it's not some new new player coming in, and acting to to try and fill Ash Ketchum's shoes. And no, there there there's new characters that have nothing to do with Ash, and I'm okay with that because it leaves. It leaves room for Ash Ketchum's legacy to be carried on. Man, you absolutely said just what I was thinking right now. Am I wrong, though? No, no, you're not. Uh, Think about the comparison between something like Avatar The Last Airbender, right? And Korra. It's pretty similar. Like, it's still the Avatar series, but there's a new Avatar, right? Instead of Aang, now it's Korra. So instead of Ash, now it's this new person, uh, Rico and, and Roy or whatever. I can say so many things that's probably not YouTube friendly, but I'll 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 close my mouth. <laughs> no, I mean, like, think about it. Like, I, I guess series do that kind of. It's um, all right. The only thing I'm going to say, I can say this Spider-Man. But that that was different because they're they're like multiverse and, you know, stuff like that. But that's a good example too, because Toby Maguire, but also yes. Andrew Garfield. I mean, Andrew Garfield was a pretty good Spider-Man. I gotta say. Nah, Toby Maguire was the only Spider-Man for me. Michael Keaton was my only favorite Batman. Everyone else after him, no, it should have been Keaton the whole way through. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, but yeah, for Ash Ketchum, they're they're replacing him with someone completely different who's not pretending to fill Ash's shoes. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, it's a different, it's a different series essentially. Like I don't even consider it to be the whole, the same show. That's just my opinion. I'm okay with that. I, I agree. Like it's really not the same thing. Yeah, it's totally like I, it's it's a different show in my opinion. If, if it's not with with the main guys that run it, like as far as the the, the Pokemon video games, the only one, the only one I've ever played was Pokemon Stadium. I think it was on uh, on Game Boy. <laughs> it was on Game Boy Color, like the second version of the original Game Boy. Yeah, Pokemon Stadium was the Nintendo sixty four's uh, game. Ah, that's the one. It was Nintendo sixty four. It wasn't Game Boy. It wasn't. You're right, because I I went to a yard sale and I bought a, a Nintendo 64 for like ten bucks, and it came with a bunch of games like uh, Pokemon Stadium, GoldenEye, um, Gex. Uh, I was lucky enough to find Conker's Bad Fur Day 64. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's move on to the next story, shall we? Uh, hang on. Alrighty. What am I doing? Uh, this isn't working. Technical yeah. issues. Just a sec. 
Any uh, any questions, concerns uh, from uh, the audience? Nah, just a bunch of people chatting about Ash. Uh, ah. Boombox. <laughs> Ash quits getting money from his mom and gets a job working for uh, Team Rocket by... Why? Because, because Pokemon, Pokemon are worth money. <laughs> yeah, you know, at, at that point, um, you know, he's probably like, all right, Pikachu, sorry, but, you know, Jesse just offered me like $30,000 to pay off my student loan, so I'm just going to go sell you, Pikachu. And he doesn't have do student that. loans because he was running around like a feral child. Anyway, um, the thing is, Ash didn't get money from his parents. The uh, Pokemon gyms and battles, they actually pay a fair amount when you win. <laughs> Even if you, uh, you know, stumble through it. Real quick, uh, Pikachu never evolved. I just noticed, I just realized that. Yeah, because yeah, he needs a Thunderstone. Yeah, but if Pikachu evolved, he would be a different creature like it Maybe wouldn't like be the same thing no well think about charmander charmander loved ash and then when he became um charizard, you know, charizard like he hated him like he didn't respect him at all it was crazy like it was a different character oh so God, i think i, I think it that. right so i think if pikachu were to evolve into raichu it wouldn't be pikachu anymore it's something else like it's a different creature entirely Oh yeah, right. Like you know what I mean. Like it wouldn't have that same connection at all. It it would be a different thing. Different personality. You're a rebellious teen now. You're not the innocent little Pikachu. You're a teenager and you're rebellious, and you can't tell me what to do. You're not. I mean, it it happened. It happened with Charmander, and that was crazy thing. Like that's why if Pikachu ever evolved, that's what I think in in Pikachu theory that would probably happen. You're not wrong. Well. Let's take a look at the next story for our (laughs) show because I'm. (laughs) Shall we? Ah, here we go. Member pass preview details announced for Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood. So uh, the first news is that there's now Nintendo World at in America, and we have details on the passes. Which you have to wonder if they're going to go down the Disney path, because man, that oh. was a roller coaster. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Universal Studios has announced member pass preview details for Super Nintendo World before the official grand opening. The past member preview dates are January 29, 30, 31st, February the third, fourth, eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh. Which I have no idea why that means anything. The advance online reservations is required. Reservations are limited uh, and available on the first come, first serve basis. So the internet's basically going to screw that up. Something shocking. Ever try to reserve a room for a uh, furry convention? Yeah. Yeah, pray to whatever god that you uh, believe in. There's <laughs> <laughs> a flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, you're going to like. I have to remember to get a catapult. That reminds me. Reservations will be open here, which it's some kind of link I'm not going to put my mouse over, starting January 5th, uh, 2023 at 1.30 p.m. So I'm pretty sure that server's going to be under attack at that point. Yeah, just like uh, FWA and Anthrocon and Midwest Fur Fest and Fur Fright... <laughs> <laughs> just break the server with like 10 million people at one time. 
Oh boy, yeah, that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Check-in will be located at the Global Gardens, located outside the park on the pathway between. Is that Frankenstein? Park yeah, Frankenstein. Security interest. Oh right, uh, Universal. Forgot. Universal is recommending pass members uh, check in an hour before a lot of reservations, reservation window, and an annual pass uh, confirmation reservation email is required to enter the preview. During the preview, members will be able to enjoy access to the park during regular opening park hours for pass members who may be, may be blacked out on event dates. Like on Halloween or Thanksgiving, that those are uh, blackout dates. Uh, opportunity to preview Super Nintendo World before the official grand opening to the general public. Uh, okay, so it's getting in before everyone else. But everyone else is going to be in anyway. <laughs> uh, wait, did I skip that? Yep. Uh, access to ride the Mario Kart. Ooh, that's actually going to be an interesting one. Bowser's Challenge. Uh, Vera, Inu, do you think that ride might break in the first day? Hmm. Guarantee. Well, I... See, I was thinking if they're going to have a Super Mario Park and they want to have, like, a Super Mario Kart, like, racing game, it should be, like, a really crazy go-kart arena. Probably, like, one of the biggest in the world. That's, you know, legal and safe or whatever. But, like, if they really wanted to go about this, that would be the way to go, right? Like, can you imagine riding, like, go-karts, like, freaking crazy, kind of like playing Mario Kart, right? I unfortunately have to look at the uh, sadder side of the human race and believe that people are just going to screw it up. No, no, I mean, like, it would be regulated, like, it would be safe, but it would be, like super fun you know like one of the like, like a giant skate park or something or like a one of the biggest rolling rinks in the world i don't know can i tell you what i'm thinking in my mind what i'm thinking that okay let's do the super mario kart they're gonna be on rails controlled by some guy in the office behind the wall and when you want to throw like a, a a turtle shell at someone, you're gonna have some kind of little LED screen in front of you, and you're gonna see a turtle shell go into to the person next to you or in front of you on your screen that's in front of you because oh I mean, yeah, so like it, it won't be real. Yeah, sort of, sort of like the Buzz Lightyear ride. And yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Sure, like let's do that. Like I, I think that'd be a really fun ride. Like if that's what they want to do with Mario Kart, sure, that's 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 probably a better, safer option than what I suggested. About I mean, the go-karts. <laughs> so, looking at the picture at the top, to answer your question, um, Inu, it looks like they are stationary and it's all, well, you know, a, a little thing you sit in and you just roll around. Yeah, and there's some kind of rail system that they're all hooked up to, sort of like a roller coaster. You're right. Is this like the Men in Black Pride where, like, you would shoot the aliens? And get scores and whatnot. You know that, like Universal Studios. Interactive. Yeah. We've got access to selected retails, food and beverage locations. 
within the land. So I'm guessing it's going to be one of those things where only some of the food vendors are going to be available to, you know, go and get stuff from. <laughs> okay, I, I have to put this one up. I have to put this one up. Inspiring a new generation of dangerous drivers. <laughs> How do you pronounce that name? My Mint. <laughs> Mint. Yeah. Mint. Oh, yeah. Good point, dude. Keep in mind the um, past member preview is a technical. And my brain just died on me. Uh, where are you? Uh, so it says keep in mind. Keep in mind that the past member preview is a technical rehearsal, also known as a soft opening, and is subject to occasional delays, closures, or even cancellations. In the event of a cancellation, the past member preview will not be rescheduled. They have uh, past members looking to utilize the interactive feature of Super Nintendo World can pick a power-up band at a variety of retail locations at Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, what? So, one-up factor, feature presentation, Universal Studio Store, character shop, and Super Nintendo World Store, Universal City Walk. So what it sounds like, it might be for the road or it just might be some fancy little tag you can have on you to show that you were at um, Universal Studios. Bragging rights. Yay. Well, I think yeah, that awesome. never goes down well. Yeah, well the thing is, uh, I think the most important one here is it says that Super Nintendo World will officially open on February 17th in 2023. So that's just a few months away. And features the groundbreaking Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge ride, which and that does sound pretty cool, uh, as well as many thrilling and interactive activities, along with themed dining at the Toadstool Toadstool Cafe and shopping. So I take so, an issue with uh, that because for the Switch, you could buy like a little go kart and uh, you know actually play it in person in your living room. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's just an upscaled version of that. <laughs> I mean, this is their marketing. You know, they're trying to advertise this as something crazy. I love the live comment that Boombox made. They're like, how many turtle shells do I get? So I'm just like, Boombox, you only get one blue shell. But you can purchase additional shells for $39.99 each. <laughs> 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 Come on. You know they're going to do something like that. If it oh, happens. hell yeah. <laughs> Whoops. You have to admit, they're going to make money some way. I mean, come oh, on. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure people are going to pay for this. Hell, well, I'm kind of curious. Unfortunately, we've got Disney to blame for half of this stuff because they've sort of hit the uh, rock bottom. And <laughs> man, are they going down hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Universal, they're still doing quite well for a theme park, aren't they? They're not sort of struggling in a... Actually, yeah, they have somehow been been coming back pretty well. I mean, not, uh, their stock has been... Well, it's difficult to say, but overall, I think Disney parks are doing all right. It's I've definitely seen an, an uptick in... in um, and viewers, uh, visitors recently. 
it's such a balancing act because both Disney and Universal have parks in both California and Florida. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with COVID restrictions, let's let's stay with COVID restrictions. California way more strict than Florida. Oh yeah. So is this gonna be in California or Florida with this new Nintendo world? Or is it gonna be both? So I go back to it. Because if they want to play their cards right, I think they would better, they'd be better. No, you said Hollywood. So that's, yeah, that's California. Sorry. Having a little bit of a brain fart. Oh, uh, I get a lot of those. <laughs> um, yeah, as far as like COVID restrictions, California is still pretty strict. Whereas Florida is pretty much wide open now. Um, and then you've got, you've got wokeness. I mean, you've got California and you've got Florida. And you also have a multi-billion dollar corporation called Disney. And there is no way in the world that they're going to let things like a pandemic or regulation stop them from making profit. So, of course, they're going to try to bounce back from this. We've seen it. That's what Disney's doing right now. Just give it time. Couple of yes, shows ago, for a while. A couple of shows ago, I remember. Uh, I think Jolt was talking. I forgot who he was talking with. Something about Disney selling out to Apple. Yeah. Oh yeah, Apple. Yeah, I think it's Apple's going to buy Disney at some point, or some other major company's going to buy Disney. And I'm like, oh Great. wow, what what irony? The Apple, the sign, the the, the one thing from that that kind of sort of made Disney very famous with snow white apple the poison apple that that was supposed to kill snow white <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i think the poison came from twitter yeah <laughs> but yeah you've got disney is definitely bigger than uh, universal uh but Universal is fun because it's a little more adult-oriented as well. Are we talking like full-on pornographic stuff here, or are we just talking like um, your No, 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 no. Hush, hush, hush. I mean adult as in... um, Relatable to all ages, I guess. Yes. Right? Yes, thank you. Movies like Back to the Future, stuff like that. You can't have that in Disney. Disney is all about it's a small world after all and Buzz Lightyear and and just mostly kids. Whereas so in other words, there's no brothels. (laughs) Universal Studios, I've taken a tour a couple of times in Hollywood when I was living there. They take you through the movie studios on a tour and you get to see, you know, the the, the lawn and the, the front facade of where they filmed Back to the Future and then they take you through the other place and you can see the house on the hill from uh, from the movie Psycho uh, kids don't know about that so it, it, it hits all ages at the same time they take you through the thing and, and Jaws pops out of the water and screams at you, the, the, the big scary shark thing oh, Fred's still there? What, what? Fred. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I want to say he is. You know, because in the movie Jaws, in that actual movie, he was broken. They couldn't get him to work. He was supposed to leap out of the water, and they couldn't get him to leap out of the water. So they just got him to poke his head out of the surface of the water. Wait, what? Yeah, the mechanical shark in the movie Jaws. Yeah, they couldn't get it to work, like, to jump out? It was supposed to leap out of the water and scare everyone, but they couldn't get him to leap out of the water. So they got him, all right, he could poke his head out of the water and scare people. Good enough. Send it to production. I mean, but that was still, that still kind of added to the tension, though. Like, it was still kind of scary at the time, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it was. Yo, Jaws scared a lot of people. Like, that was, that was a crazy movie back in the day. Think about it. I want to say that was like in the late seventies, maybe early seven, uh, early eighties. Yeah, like man, that was crazy. Like it really caused a lot of like shark phobia. Yo, people like, like I, I know beaches. Like they lost money because tourists were too afraid to go in the beach because the fucking movie came out. Especially in uh, what was it, Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard down in Massachusetts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. But um, I, I think they, they did their job um, perfectly well. I'll it would have be been honest. cool to see it leap out of the water, but I think the effects may have like been dated by today. So the, the minimalistic things that they did was probably effective enough. Getting back to this, to this uh, Universal Studios doing the Nintendo thing, I'll mm -hmm. be honest with you, as much as I really don't want to support them for my own personal reasons, I think I would go. I want to go. If I was close enough, I think I would. Yeah, I, I think I would do, honestly. Just like to see what it's all about, you know, just to say that I went and be like, hmm, okay. Like, well, and maybe I'll find something that I enjoy. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it could be fun. I mean, a lot of Hollywood has, um, has disappointed me. Most of Hollywood, I'll even say. I haven't seen a good movie come from any movie studios from for a good, good long time. I haven't seen a good movie. Um, granted, I really like the bad guys. That cartoon was great. Um, but Universal Studios is like the least offensive to me. So I, yeah, I would, I would go to see Nintendo World or whatever it's called. I would love to ride that uh, Super Mario Kart. That sound. That, even if you're stuck to a track and you have no control on how fast you can go, you can't swerve in between somebody and pass them and overtake them. I would still go. It's it looks fun. It sounds kind of fun. I would do it. Yeah, I think I would too. You know, if it was like like faster than like a basic ride, you know, like you actually felt like man, like I'm I'm going pretty quick here. Yeah, that would kind of give you that same experience, even if you are like on a track. You know, I think that'd be kind of great. See, this is the thing that I find fascinating by Disney tries too hard and Universal's like, well, let's just build this thing and let people have fun. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and that's so right. Anyway. Okay, Inu, you want to grab a cane? Because we got something to wave in the air with. We're going to need it. Oh, God. Yeah, this is going to be a bad segue, but... Um... Guess what's decided to rear its ugly head again in the news? Artists stage mass protest against AI-generated artwork on ArtStation. Users of popular portfolio sites seek to... 
I can't even say that word and disrupt AI generated art. <laughs> oh, it's actually getting worse because I don't think it's going to be in this article, but AI is getting to the point where it can actually start taking over people's jobs. This this is actually uh, pr pretty crazy, guys. Um, if you remember, um, about I think six, maybe eight months ago, uh, we did an episode on this about AI, like the whole Dali um, Dali Mini thing, and how creepy and whatever it looked like. But it was like AI generated art. It learned very quickly, very fast. Like what it's doing now is essentially putting some artists out of business so like this is what the, they're protesting about um on on tuesday members of the online community art station began widely protesting ai generated artwork by out uh, of raiders badges in a way by Sorry. placing <laughs> by placing quote no ai art on images in their portfolios by Wednesday, the protest images dominated ArtStation's trending page. The artists seek to criticize the presence of AI-generated work on uh, ArtStation and to potentially disrupt future AI models trained using artwork found on the site. Uh, early rumblings of the protest began on December 5th when Bulgarian artist Alexander Nanchikov, I can't even say that, when he tweeted, quote, Current AI art is created on the backs of hundreds of thousands of artists and photographers who made billions of images and spend time, love, and dedication to have their artwork so soullessly stolen and used by selfish people for profit without the slightest content of ethics. Wow, that's pretty spooky when you think about it because the, the whole yes. idea about AI art is that these programs are essentially learning from all these search engines inputs from people and then they're generating their own interpretation of what you ask them to, to to make for you the downside is that because this material is freely accessible online mm -hmm. uh yeah it creates that sort of issue what i would like to see are these art websites like for affinity unfortunately deviant art but DeviantArt basically dug their own grave <laughs> with that. <laughs> any, uh, any other um, like art community websites having some kind of either symbol or f text to state that a legitimate bot to ignore that as a bit of work. Unfortunately, it's just zhunk, comes straight in. So literature is going to be uh, completely thrown into all of this. All the mm. data is there. We've had, I think, the, like the last 10 years with the internet, there's been such an explosion of material that for these programs to go in and to learn how to imitate us, it's all there. It's just everything's there. It's like those uh, alien movies where you have the intelligent ones that come down, breach their way into the internet, figure out what we are, how we operate, and then just come in and invade. I mean, that's just... Yeah, I know it's a bit of a story trope, but it's what AI is doing. It's what yeah, that's, people that's really do spooky, man. AI. That's, the downside is, and this is the scary part for the more modern stuff that's being uh, developed, 
a university professor, I believe it was a university professor, but it may have been a college professor, was given work that was produced solely by AI, and it was in the bottom 20% for a class for the quality of work that was produced. Huh. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. This is what, what like five years? AI has been uh, really sort of hitting the mark. It's mm -hmm. now at that point. How long do you think it's going to be before a properly trained um, AI program or whatever you want to call a single unit is able to turn around and produce almost indistinguishable work, whether it's text, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, um, whether it's fantasy, whether it's art, whether it's a video, whether it's you know anything. I'll tell you right now, I don't know if they have the same phone down there, but up here in the States, there is a phone. I'm not going to say the, the name of it. It starts with a G and ends with a goal. And uh, they released a phone not too long ago. And their big selling point is the eraser. You take a picture of somebody and like if you if you if there's something in the background or if there's someone photobombing you, you touch the picture and it erases them and replaces it with what's behind them so i don't care how many how many ai and white uppercase behind a circular strike through symbol you put i don't care how many uh watermarks you use they already have the the imaging and the, the software available and they're already selling it on a on a phone that starts with a p and ends with an excel Yes, I've seen that. That reminds me of Stalinistic times. Noble, to answer your question, I, I think it's about three years before it gets really scary and bad. Uh, some people are saying it's one. I, I would say that's probably the case, but I'm being hopeful and I'm going to say three. So some of the things I've been finding out online is Microsoft is funding this program. So can you imagine how advanced Bing is going to be compared to Google? if it's successful, if you can yeah. simply type something in correctly, or at least in a way where the AI that you're interacting with knows what you want and just gives you all the answers. Whereas Google yeah. turns around and provides you with options. Well, what Inu was saying about deleting people, I mean, how can you imagine that's going to change people's opinions about things if you're literally deleting people from images? Like, AI is already doing that now. That's kind of spooky. Oh, it's been doing that for a long time. I mean, you could do it with um, Photoshop apps manually for a long time anyway. I mean, I've done it in Photoshop myself. You just literally remove a defect in the photo. That's it. But I mean, you this is like a Photoshop CS2. I used to play with it. But you had to know all these commands. You had to know what each little thing meant, what what it does. Now it's just it it's foolproof. It's absolutely no, no, it's idiot proof. proof. <laughs> um, it's just become so easy, and they're actually selling it on that little cell phone now. That's um, I mean, if you're trying. I hate to be the conspiracy theory here, but I'm going to be the conspiracy theory here. If you have video or a picture that's incriminating, oh, just remove what's the incrimination about. Depends oh. on how the material is being stored. Uh, 
If oh, that's actually creepy, back. though. That's a good if thought. I, am I wrong? Your, that's, that foam scares me. Your other issue is that material could be faked. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if if, if you're like, like you're in court or something, and you see someone commit a crime and you record it, and then some details are deleted, and, and you send that as evidence, like how are they going to oh, no, know? No. Not deleted, but if someone is able to, well, it, it's actually quite easy now. Take out your take out that person's face and put your face on there. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, deep fake. Oh man, that's spooky yeah. stuff. At what point does it go too far? It means that going forward, uh, video footage can be argued against. Whoa. <laughs> then so what? This is a problem. <laughs> now, if you... If you can't draw video footage, then what the heck? If someone really wants to troll the court system... Um, once this stuff becomes more mainstream, it is going to be so easy to do that. The problem is people who are actually guilty of doing things can then use this as a, oh, well, that was a deep fake. Or, oh, that was AI. I didn't do that. Well, yes, they actually did. This is going to be the big shakeup for you know, moving forward. And uh, like I said, I hate to be the conspiracy, but I'm going to be the conspiracy. At some point, it might be the new lie detector and inadmissible in court. They already are. Like videos and stuff, video yeah. evidence, surveillance, stuff like that will be in, inadmissible. I can't say that. Inadmissible in court. Oh, things are going to get... Yeah, we, we've gone completely off the rails with this one. Welcome yeah. to the world of tomorrow! <laughs> right on. <laughs> so where were we at? I like the comment that Boxcar Husky said. He's like, artists still have my business. AI is good for art, but it doesn't work well for technical designs. AI can make a beautiful painting of a uh, steam locomotive, but for blueprints, uh, that's another story. I wonder when AI is going to finally read mechanical engineering for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I really need to read that. <laughs> ah, you're not a dummy. Ah, but yeah. Um, should I continue reading? Oh, please do. Nanichkov, whatever his name is, also posted a stark logo featuring letters AI in white uppercase behind a circular strike-through symbol. You know, that big red symbol with a line through it? Below a caption reads, quote, no to AI-generated images. This logo spoon spread on ArtStation and became the basis of many protest images currently on the site. On December 9th, criticism of AI art on ArtStation sped up when character artist design uh, character Dan Elder tweeted, quote, Seeing AR being featured 
on the main page of Art Station saddens me. I love playing with MJ. I'm, I don't know what that is, but uh, see, I, I love playing with MJ as much as anyone else. But putting something that was generated using a prompt alongside artwork that took hundreds of hours and years of experience to make is beyond disrespectful. Uh, four days mm -hmm. later, a widely shared tweet from uh, Zakuga uh, Art promoted the protest further on Twitter, bringing larger awareness to the movement. As of press time on Wednesday, searching for, quote, no AI art on ArtStation returned 2,099 results, and no AI art generated images returned 2,111 results. Each result represents a separate artist account. Wow. Whoa. Okay. So four days later, just typing in those two search terms, over 2,000 results. So this was spreading obviously a lot of people were upset about this I mean, well, I don't know about a lot but like I mean at least 2,000 were I mean why would you retweet that uh, by participating in a protest some artists want to disrupt how stable diffusion training works which led to several jokes on Twitter showing garbled AI generated images results that some people took seriously in reality, whatever ArtStation artwork Stable Diffusion currently draws upon was trained into Stable Diffusion model long ago, and the protest will not have an immediate effect on images generated with AI models currently in use. Oof. Yo, what if they do, actually? Because, what, yo, what if these, like, 2,000 protesters actually started to mess up with the AI and send it all kinds of weird stuff to, like, change it and make it learn differently? Yo, that'd be kind of crazy, right? It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I wonder what would happen. Like, what if they actually tried to do that, right? Like, um, what if they what if they just sent the AI a bunch of like SpongeBob memes, and the <laughs> AI itself started to like act like SpongeBob? Avira. Like, they're like, well, that'd be that'd be that'd be bonkers, man. That would be an AI acting on itself. The what the the article specifically about is art, uh, people who create. A small sentence and then ask for an image what you're talking about is something that acts on its own accord which is uh yeah i don't want to have something like that just freely browsing the internet no 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 it, it, that's the same exact thing whenever someone types in a sentence and asks for an image that's when it learns it learns from inputs so that's why if people were to input certain things they would learn differently that's like that's what i'm saying Anyway, uh, go on. I mean, I guess if there was like a thumbs up, thumbs down, and you searched, like, let's just use SpongeBob. Let's keep using him. You searched SpongeBob, and AI re returned SpongeBob pictures, and then you thumbs downed it. That'd be like, oh, AI, I'm AI. I need to learn better because this was the wrong result. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 cre it's creepy. Like is it, that it is that the same thing that you use when you're trying to to sign into the Fur Affinity and it asks you like there's nine pictures 
tap the one that says uh, that shows a fire hydrant. Or oh my a, god, I hate those. No, those are so lame. There's what, like there's be... like a pixel in one corner of a picture, and like you don't click it. I mean, come on, get real. <laughs> oh, I hate those. those. Uh, see, those have been actually used to train uh, computer models to identify actual objects, which are then being also added to these AI programs for at least image recognition. <laughs> Dude, I fail and those all the time. I, it's impossible. Ugh. I'll show like a picture of a bridge, but it's across like three different pixels, but then there's like one part of it in like a corner of the next one. You're like, well, is that really part of a bridge? It's not really a bridge. I don't know what to do. I, uh, I sign into a website that uses that and instead of having one picture across nine tiles, it uses nine pictures across nine tiles. And some of the questions that it asks me is bizarre. It goes and it, he's like, um, the, the, the AI, the little program, it asks for only tap pictures that have a frog sitting on a branch. And it'll show me like six pictures of a frog sitting on a branch and it'll show me three other pictures of frogs and like one is sitting on a mushroom one is in a, a plate like in a dinner plate hmm. it'll show okay. me so it recognizes that it's a frog but it also recognizes that it's sitting on a branch yeah or like a different location or something right but if you click on those six correct ones then it works and you can just get in yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't encountered stuff like that. It's mostly like one image spread across multiple tiles, and I have to click on the correct ones that I guess parts of it are in, and it's just so annoying. No, but like a, a different one I encountered was um, tap only on the pictures that have a fire truck in front of a fire station. And you'll see a fire truck in front of a fire station. You'll see a fire truck in front of a, a police station. And then you'll see a red pickup truck in front of a fire station. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's scary, what? That's and, weird. And it knows. It knows. Like, it, it knows like it's trying to trick you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I, I just for shits and giggles, I tried tapping the other ones and they're like, I'm sorry, that didn't work. Try again. It, it, it's been, it's been schooled. It knows. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before Skynet takes over. <laughs> it's too late. Skynet's gone from being a, you know, complete dull brain to, oh shit. It recognizes what a dog in a hat is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. That's it. Game over. We're doomed. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, it's uh, about that time. I think we've pretty much covered everything crazy and going on this week. It's a slow week, unfortunately. Yeah, it really has been. You know, it's approaching the holidays. You know, people are preparing for that. Uh, I know uh, next week we're going to have uh, a holiday special or something. Spoiler alert, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, get into all that. But yeah, um, anyone have any uh, closing statements? Uh, Noble? 
I really want to see how this goes with Pokemon over the next couple of years. I really do. <laughs> Actually, I have to wonder whether or not uh, the Pokemon company will take advantage of this new AI tech to, well, you know, keep producing shows that are supposedly interesting to watch. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ash throws a Pokeball, the next thing they do, they uh, walk into a Pokemon Center. Um, Inu? Well, for many, many years, I have not been interested in Pokemon, but this might, this, this little trick may have sparked a little bit of an interest, so I might start following to see what happens to Ash, because you know what? I've watched the original Pokemon, at least season one I've watched, and it was not a bad show. As for the video games, well... I only played Pokemon Stadium because I didn't care for any other games that came with that used Nintendo that I bought. Um, as far as Universal Studios, if I happen to find myself in Hollywood, which is very extremely unlikely, um, I may just I may just try it. But uh, good old college try then. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, thanks everyone for uh, tuning in. And uh, Noble, if you want to take our uh, outro. Our podcasts are available on Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Bitchu, and whatever else decides to rear its ugly head out of the uh, cesspool that is the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is us signing off. Farewell. See you next week. Later. Goodbye. Cheers. <laughs>